Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Chris Chavez, United States Army. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 19. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. My shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompass me. The torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I cried for help. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering around him, his canopy, thick clouds, dark with water. Out of the brightness before him, there broke through his clouds, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. He reached down from on high, he took me, he drew me out of mighty waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in my day, in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Genesis chapter 7 verse 11 through chapter 8 verse 5. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of the heavens were opened. The rain fell on the earth forty days and forty nights. On the very same day, Noah, with his sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons entered the ark. They and every wild animal of every kind, and all domestic animals of every kind, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and every bird of every kind, every bird, every winged creature. They went into the ark with Noah, two and two of all flesh, in which there was the breath of life. And those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. The flood continued forty days on the earth, and the waters increased, and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters swelled and greatly and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. 
the waters swelled so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters swelled above the mountains, covering them fifteen cubits deep, and all flesh died that moved on the earth, birds, domestic animals, wild animals, all swarming creatures that swarm on the earth, and all human beings. Everything on dry land and whose nostrils was a breath of life died. He, blot out, he blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground, human, and, human beings and animals and creeping things and birds of the air. They were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left, and those that were with him in the ark. And the water swelled on the earth for 150 days. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and all the domestic animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed, and the rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters gradually receded from the earth. At the end of 150 days the waters had abated, and in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. The waters, the waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains appeared. 2 Peter chapter 2 verses 4 through 10. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell, and committed them to chains of deepest darkness to be kept until the judgment, and if he did not spare the ancient world, even though he saved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others, when he brought a flood on a world of the ungodly, and if by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes he condemned them to extinction, and made them an example of what is coming to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man greatly distressed by the licentiousness of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trial, and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, especially those who indulge their flesh in depraved lust, and who despise authority. Bold and willful, they are not afraid to slander the glorious ones. Good morning and welcome to the 11th Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 18, Genesis 7, and 2 Peter. Uh, but yesterday, August 9th, I usually I don't usually do this on the day after, but this one's different. Uh, August 9th is the feast day of Franz Jagerstadter, uh, who was a German Catholic conscientious objector. Um, it's actually a really interesting story that was recently made into a film titled The Hidden Life by Terence Malick. I think it was last year, 2019. Jagerstadter um, was actually born in Austria, and he was a relatively... Um, well, compared to his wife, he wasn't as religious, but he meets his wife, and um, she insists that as soon as they are um, married, they go on a pilgrimage to Rome. And so his wife's faith inspires him to examine his own faith. And he eventually um, becomes quite devout. He joins the Third Order of St. Francis, which is like the... It's called secular, but it essentially is for um, those who can't necessarily devote themselves to a full ascetic life. Um, but 
um, it's a way for him to practice um, uh, practice the faith within the the traditions of the Franciscan order. Uh, he's very active in his church, and in thirty eight, um, was it thirty eight? Yeah, two years after they were married, um, they uh, the Germans moved into Austria. He was offered the position of mayor of his town, and he refused. He was conscripted, but somehow managed to get out of it three times. But then the fourth time, they said, no, you know, you're really going to get conscripted. Um, And he believed, uh, he was a pacifist, he didn't believe that uh, war was just. And um, so he was locked up to undergo trial by the Germans. Um, He had three daughters, and uh, everyone... I don't know about his wife, but everyone in the town, including the bishop, um, tried to convince him to just go ahead and be conscripted. That it's it's you know it's not nearly as bad as you know being executed. Um, and it's not clear exactly how much of a threat that was at first, but eventually it became very clear that they the Germans were very serious about making a an example of him for refusing to join the German uh, the Nazi military. Um, but he continued to refuse. He wouldn't take the oath to Hitler. Um, and the, um, the, the conversation with his bishop was kind of disappointing. Um, and it eventually led to him being um, tried, you know, the typical kind of kangaroo court. I mean, he was executed actually by guillotine uh, when he was just 36 years old. Um, and nobody would have known much about this life had it not been for a man named Gordon Zond. Um, right? Gordon, I think it's Gordon Zond. Um, who was also a Catholic conscience objector, heavily involved in the Catholic Peace Fellowship, who wrote a book on Franz. Um, and it was his efforts, yeah, it is Gordon Zond, in solitary witness was the name of his book, published in 1964. And in large part because of Zahn's um, efforts and material that eventually Franz was beatified, um, who was, he was entered into the process for becoming a saint. And it was actually a, a German uh, pope, Pope Benedict XVI, who beatified Franz, who was conscientious objector, and, and martyr for the faith um, during the war. Um, so he was beatified in, ooh, what year was it? 2007. Um, and he was then finally, um, it became official, I think in October of 2007. And it, um, it's, it, formally, his feast day is uh, May 21st, the day of his baptism. But the day he died is uh, usually the day that uh, those days are celebrated. Um, and so uh, he was not a soldier, but he was a soldier of Christ, and his interaction, intersection with the military um, is significant for those who are trying to figure out what it means to, to be Christian soldiers. Um, in some contexts, being a soldier is not compatible um, with the Christian way of life, and uh, that was perhaps nowhere more clear than in Nazi Germany during the 30s. Um, 
and Franz, alone among many, so many of the people in his town, um, insisted that um, there are some things that Christian soldiers cannot and must not do. Um, he paid the ultimate price for it, not by the hands of an enemy, but by the hands of his own, uh, well, the hands of German uh, nation-state, not necessarily his own, um, his own uh, people, he was Austrian. Um, the uh, the film came out in 2019. I haven't seen it. I need to figure out how to see it. Um, but Franz um, is uh, a soldier saint in this kind of weird, weird way. He's the patron saint uh, of conscientious objectors um, because he was, um, you know, he engaged in these conversations with his bishop, with his family and friends, and um, there's this image of um, of John Milton's Paradise Lost when the angel Abdiel is alone among you know the multitudes of fallen angels and he's goes across he decides that he's going to be forgiven or he's going to at least try to be forgiven and he flies across the abyss and he's he meets this golden cloud um and out of the cloud, he hears this voice who says, that says um, that uh, these revolted multitudes, despite these revolted multitudes, that Abdiel um, stood for the cause of truth and word mightier than in arms. And that reminds me of Franz, who um, there, I don't know of any evidence that anybody um, agreed with him or encouraged him. It was uh, almost uniformly discouragement because it was thought that um, a, a compromised or, or corrupted moral life was better than no life at all. And Franz uh, felt differently, that it would be better to die an honest, good man uh, than to live on uh, under knowing that he had been a soldier in the Nazi army. Prayer of Franz Jägerstatter, distributed by the Diocese of Linz in Austria. Lord Jesus Christ, you filled your servant Franz Jägerstatter with a deep love for you, his family, and all people. During a time of contempt for God and humankind, you bestowed on him unerring discernment and integrity. In faith, he followed his conscience and said a decisive no to the Nazi regime and unjust war. Thus, he sacrificed his life. We pray that you may glorify your servant Franz so that many people may be encouraged by him and grow in love for you and all people. May his example shine out in our time and may you grant all people the strength to stand up for justice, peace, and human dignity. For yours is the glory and honor with, your, with the Father and the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen.